Bickley and Murata mornings, live from the Auction Community Studios. Here on this Friday, you know football's getting close. Well, we have our next guest on to talk fantasy football. Lots of drafts to happen this weekend, I'm sure, with the long weekend. Uh, from ESPN, Eric Carabell joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Eric, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. Uh, I'm going into this with kind of a, a really clear mind because I am not cluttered with any inclusion in uh, NFL fantasy leagues this year. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask questions that might uh, not benefit me, but benefit the masses. <laughs> Clutter. I, I like the use of the word clutter, like it's a bad thing. But okay, thank you. Look, the way I play fantasy sports, Eric, it is a bad thing. Um, I, I'm real curious, and I'll start here because it's a local front. And and um, you know, the Cardinals have a lot of offensive talent. I know Kyler Murray ranks very high in your quarterback rankings. I'm curious on what advice you would give to anybody on the Cardinals' wide receiver position and how to attack that considering DeAndre Hopkins' six-week absence to begin the year. Yeah, I mean, Marquise Brown, I mean, should be very good this season, and that would have been even with Hopkins on the roster all season long. I mean, we've got Hopkins. Hopkins is a late-round pick. Obviously, if you miss almost half of the uh, fantasy football regular season, it's hard to be all that productive. But Marquise Brown, we have him just outside the top 20 wide receivers going in round six. We think he's going to be a 1,000-yard guy with six or seven touchdowns. Murray's obviously excellent. James Conner is excellent. So this should be a high-powered offense, and we think they're going to win a lot of games for fantasy managers. Now, when you look at the Cardinals, their running back, it's interesting to me because they went out in the offseason. They brought in a a dual-threat guy from from the Chiefs and Daryl Williams who who put up good numbers last year, but he may have lost his starting job, Dino Benjamin. I'm not quite sure what the depth chart is looking at like now. How would you handicap that when, when people are looking at the number two running back in Arizona? I mean, obviously, James Conner is a borderline top 10 fantasy running back. We think there'll be some regression with the touchdowns, but he was a factor in the passing game, surprisingly, last year, and we think he'll be just as much this year. So I'm not sure that any of the other Cardinals running backs are going to matter that much. None of the other Cardinals running backs are going in most ESPN drafts. Um, I do think that Benjamin is interesting, and I think they want him to surpass the veteran Darrell Williams and be something there and catch some passes on third downs, but... Right now, I still think Connor's going to be a three-down back. He's obviously going to get every goal line touch, right. so he's really valuable. I think Benjamin would be the guy I would like to have in a deeper league. Yeah, uh, Eric Carabell, ESPN fantasy expert, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. I'll ask you one more Cardinals positional question, because for the first time in forever, Eric, the Cardinals are going in to a season with not one, but two guys who could be effective in the passing game from the tight end position in Zach Ertz and the rookie, Trey McBride. How, how do you stack those guys up at the tight end position? Well, I mean, the latest I heard about, about Zach Ertz is that he may be ready for week one. And I've been telling fantasy managers, even if he misses a week or two of the season with his calf injury, don't shy away from still taking him. He, he's really good Went once after the trade from Philadelphia last season. Now, the thing about McBride is he should be a factor right away, but he really wasn't in the preseason. No. They didn't throw to him much. It's almost like they don't expect much out of him this first year, which is kind of what I'm expecting he'll break out next year. So to me, Ertz is like a top 10 guy at the back end of the top 10. Just after Dallas Goddard, his former teammate, um, I just maybe just ahead of Mike Kosicki, even if he misses a week or two, you should invest. All right. Interestingly to me, last few years, we've seen a lot of uh, rookie wide receivers have a great deal of success from Jamar Chase last year. Justin Jefferson comes to mind. Jalen Waddle, maybe CeeDee Lamb. Are there any rookie wide receivers that really pique your interest this year? 
Well, I mean, Drake London of Atlanta is the first one going in drafts in like round 10. And then soon after that, we're seeing Chris Olave of the Saints, Garrett Wilson. This is about the time where people are like, oh, I don't really know what to do, so maybe I'll just try something. <laughs> I don't see any of these guys coming in right away with like a thousand yard season because nobody wants to draft like Marvin Jones, the guy who's been in the league forever, even though he's still productive. They want to draft a rookie because he hasn't failed yet. Traylon Burks in Tennessee should get an opportunity. I personally think George Pickens in Pittsburgh may be the best one of the bunch. I think he's going to get opportunity right away. It actually is going to be a veteran quarterback in Trubisky in September. Pickens looked great in the preseason to me. But I think the bottom line here is you shouldn't be reaching on any rookie wide receiver in the first eight or nine rounds. These are guys that take maybe one Take one of them in your draft as a late-round pick, but don't do any more than that. Yeah, if you got points for swagger and confidence, George Pickens would be a great pick. Oh, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, most of them don't have that. Pancake blocking? Yeah, yeah right. pancake blocking at the line right. of scrimmage. Right. Uh, staying in Pittsburgh, uh, I'm curious on, on your thoughts on their quarterback position. I mean, Mike Tomlin's been very tight-lipped on who will start. I think we all agree it's just a matter of time for before Kenny Pickett takes over. Is either one of those guys, Trubisky or Pickett, worth uh, worth a pick uh, for, for fantasy owners? Well, ESPN standard leagues are 10 teams, so no. Even in the 10-team leagues, we're seeing some pretty decent quarterbacks who aren't going at all, like Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, so you can get them late or you, can just, you don't even need a backup in a 10-team league. Yeah. In a dynasty or a keeper league, obviously there you want Kenny Pickett over Trubisky, um, there are some other young quarterbacks who I really like that may or may not play early on in the season. I mean, Malik Willis of Tennessee, if he ever gets a chance, the way he runs the ball, uh-huh. he could be Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray right away. He wouldn't need a great arm to, to be an option in fantasy. But obviously, I don't think Pickett's going to start in September, but I think they'll move him in on the first sign of like a sprained ankle to Trubisky or something like that. In general, fantasy managers, the only position fantasy managers should look at when it comes to rookies is running back. Damian Pierce is going to be a guy right away. Uh, Algier in Atlanta at quarterback and wide receiver and tight end. Don't look. Two of the uh, two of the top three, four wide receivers in football have left Hall of Fame quarterbacks for lesser situations. H- how do you assess guys like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill now that one's in Vegas and one's in Miami? I think I moved them down my rankings just a little bit. I mean, obviously the quarterback drop, but Derek Carr was effective last year. He was a borderline top 12 fantasy quarterback. I don't know about Tua Tungvaluwa. I think I don't want to say he's overrated yet because we just haven't seen enough of them to know. They've finally given him some weapons. Let's we'll see what he can do with it. But I still have both these wide receivers in the top ten, and there's a lot of other receivers that have moved on too. Amari Cooper, we're seeing. So AJ Brown's in Philadelphia now. This was the off season for wide receivers changing. But I do think in these cases, these are veteran guys, proven guys. It almost doesn't matter who their quarterback is as long as the guy could at least get him the ball. We see every year. Wide receivers put up numbers even without great quarterback play. I mean, Brandon Cooks has been on how many teams in his career? Mm-hmm. And he still puts up numbers. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. So, to me, these wide receivers changing, only a minor deal. Eric Carabell, ESPN Fantasy Expert, our guest uh, here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Before we let you go, Eric, for anybody listening uh, that may have a draft upcoming this weekend, give us a big name to avoid and maybe a sleeper to invest in for those people. I seem to be on, on my own island on this Christian McCaffrey thing. All my colleagues, the industry, they all have him ranked one or two overall. The guy played in 10 of 33 games the past two seasons. He's not going to get more durable. There's no way I'm taking him in my top five. I understand it doesn't matter if he's finished in second or last, but to me, I'm kind of avoiding Christian McCaffrey. I think he's great when he plays, yeah. but he's too much of a risk. I love Pierce 
in Houston, the rookie, oh. who's not going where he should go in drafts. He's going like four or five rounds behind Brees Hall, the Jets. I view them as similar rookies in situations where I, I think Pierce is going to get more run. So if you're looking for a running back a little bit later on, I love Pierce. I love Travis Etienne of Jacksonville. Uh, I think these guys are going to put up some numbers a little bit later. And Kenneth's game on Philadelphia. Miles Sanders is not healthy. So to me, you want to get durability in the early rounds and then take upside in the middle. Running back's the place to look for that. I, I lied. I got one more for you on a big-name running back. Saquon Barkley's talking a big game. Oh, How yeah. much of a believer nope. are you? Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. In fact, I, I decided the entire NFC East running backs. I actually wrote this in my Do Not Draft story. There's no way. I, I don't see any of the starting NFC running backs coming up with the value that people expect out of them. That includes Gibson and Washington, Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard is going to split carries with him and get a lot of receptions. And that includes Barkley, who was terrible last year. And it wasn't because of the offensive line or the dysfunctional coaching or the quarterback. It's because he's not the same player he was three or four years ago. So I hope he does well. I like Barkley, but I don't think he's going to be a top 10 running back. Eric, great stuff as always. Really good to talk to you and appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Eric Carabell, ESPN fantasy expert, joins us uh, right about this time every year with great information. Everybody's prepared now for their weekend drafts if you got one coming up.